being a journalist, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like putting on like some type of superhero outfit where like I, now I'm this alter ego where I have the permission to go talk to this person or I have the permission to talk to this celebrity. From Burlington, Vermont, this is Behind the Byline, a podcast that shares the stories of the free press as journalists. I'm your host, Blaze Seifer, a rising senior at Middlebury College and a summer intern with the Free Press. Today, I sit down with April McCullum, our digital innovation editor. April joined the Free Press in 2013 and has covered a range of topics, including Burlington, state government and politics, and Senator Bernie Sanders' presidential campaigns. In 2019, April became an editor, a position she's held for the past three years. April, thank you so much for taking time to chat. How are you and how's your summer going? I'm 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 well and it's been a great summer. It's going quickly and it's been been fun working with you this summer. So it's been I can't believe we're already uh so far into it. Yeah, it goes by quick. It really does. Well, thank you so much for joining. Excited to talk to you about your career in journalism. But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and what were some of your hobbies growing up? I am from here. I am from Williston, uh, Vermont, and I grew up reading the Burlington Free Press over breakfast pretty much every morning. And my hobbies growing up, I was pretty introverted. I still am an introvert, but I was a pretty introverted kid. And I, gosh, I played the oboe. I read a ton. I wrote a lot. I was really into writing poetry as a kid. So just kind of a reflective child, I would say. <laughs> so you grew up in Williston, right? Mm-hmm. What was it like to to grow up in Vermont? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, Vermont's great and it's a great place to be a kid. Lots of time outside, getting to do things on Lake Champlain and uh, some hiking. Uh, I do more hiking now actually than when I was a kid, but some some of that and just a great community. I mean, Williston is is a great town. It's been through a lot of change since I was a kid, but still has that kind of small town vibe. And I just, I liked then and I like now kind of being in a place where I recognize people walking down the street and I know people and I feel connected. And so, yeah, it was, it was a great place to grow up. Great schools, Allenbrook, Williston Central, CBU. Those are my, the schools that I went to and they gave me a really good foundation. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that too. So you went to Wheaton College in Illinois, where you studied English and writing. I also understand you're the editor-in-chief of the school newspaper at one point. Tell me about your experience as a student journalist. You're writing articles, you're managing a team. What was that like? I didn't intend to ever get into journalism, to be honest. Even as a you know student journalist, I signed up to be a copy editor with the student newspaper because I always loved you know, writing and I knew grammar and I liked fixing things. And so, um, and then I was shocked to learn I would get paid for the job. And that was like, even just a bonus on top of it. And then the, the, the more I did that and the more I was in the newspaper office, I just got deeper and deeper in. And so I became, I became an editor with them, did a lot of writing as an editor too, and then became editor, editor in chief. And so just progressively, it became more and more swallowed my college experience in the best way, but just became the most important thing about college for me. And as I grew in my skills as a journalist and started to kind of just think of myself as a journalist too, I was able to gain a lot of confidence and see also how even in that very small world of a college campus, and it was a small campus too, 2,400 students, how what we published could help people understand what was going on, make make clarity out of confusing situations, reveal things that 
people wouldn't have known otherwise. And and just seeing that play out really eye-opening for me, I guess, because like I said, I had grown up writing poetry, which is a very kind of personal writing. And then to write then for the community, to write for the public, you really have to step out and courage. And you know that what you write affects the people around you in a much more tangible way. And I began to see the power of that in college. So it was a lot of late nights, a lot of <laughs> cold pizza, a lot of asking for extensions on my English writing papers because I was too obsessed with the paper that week for the newspaper. Um, yeah, but it became my whole world. And, and the people that I worked with there, I really bonded with. You know, you spend hours in a newspaper office with somebody and you really get to know them. So I'm, I'm really, really thankful that whole experience changed my whole trajectory. So after you graduated college, you became a reporter for the free press. What brought you here? This is the, your newspaper you grew up reading. It must have been kind of special to come back to that. You know, I really miss Vermont being out of state. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I wanted to get out to see something different and to meet different types of people, you know, have like a more diverse environment than I had grown up here with. But also, you know, especially being in the Chicago area, which is where I was, it was just, I missed the mountains so much. I missed the sense of natural beauty. I missed local businesses instead of just like miles and miles of the same chains and strip malls. And um, just really felt a longing to be back here or if not here, somewhere like this. And so I was really fortunate that the free press was hiring when I was coming out of college and was able to take a job. So you've been here for almost a decade now, started yeah. as a reporter, then an editor. What's the past almost 10 years been like? It's been a lot of change. We've, we have a much smaller staff now than even when I joined nine years ago. And I think that has come with reevaluating what our role is in the community and reevaluating what kinds of coverage are the most important to our readers, most important to our mission. And also experimenting. We've, we've tried things. You know, it's just been a, the industry has changed so much. We've tried. I don't know. We did a lot of video at one point. We did a lot of, we, we had a podcast at one point. We have experimented with these different elements to try to see if, if that could be how we serve readers the best. And uh, so it's been a lot of need for flexibility. Yeah. Just like yeah, <laughs> your yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. And my follow up would just be, what's your favorite part about being a journalist? You've, uh, you've worn a few different hats. You've mm -hmm. covered different topics and stories, but what do you enjoy about it the most? I love having the permission to, virtually talk to anybody about anything, you know, that I, anything that I think is interesting or that I think other people would find interesting too. I have the permission to call them up. I have the permission to, you know, walk up to them with my notebook. And, you know, I talked about, I know I was an introverted kid. I was shy. And I think being a journalist, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like putting on like some type of superhero outfit where like I, now I'm this alter ego where I have the permission to go talk to this person, or I have the permission to talk to this celebrity and I'm doing it on behalf of the public in some sense, but also, you know, it's just a thrill being able to learn about a huge range of topics, following my curiosity, wherever it leads. And, you know, and to the extent that I've been a reporter too, it's a thrill to be able to uncover something that nobody else knew to expose something that's wrong that needs to be righted or to help people think about something differently that they might not have considered. So that's a lot of reasons and not just, not just one favorite thing, but yeah, you yeah. said it's a job that 
you know, constantly challenges you. Speaking about those challenges, what's difficult about the job as a professional journalist? What are some of the obstacles you face? Hmm. I think this has always been the case that there aren't enough reporters to go out and cover all the things we would like to cover, um, which is a good problem to have. You know, it means that there's enough interesting things happening, enough news. But, you know, especially as our staff has gotten smaller, I think we feel that pressure even more like that, you know, there's five different things I could assign a, a reporter to cover this day and really trying to think through what is the most valuable, not just what do I personally think is the most interesting or unusual or weird, but what do I really think the community would need from us today? And yeah, as we've just had fewer reporters to, to work with, those kind of conversations have become a lot more pressing. And when you were a reporter, tell mm -hmm. me about a memorable story you wrote or a memorable subject you got to interview. One of one of the stories that was most meaningful to me was when I actually went outside of the state of Vermont and did some reporting. Uh, I had the opportunity through a grant from the Solutions Journalism Network to go and visit other parts of the country that were also going through what Vermont is going through with declining school enrollment and a wrestling over, do we keep our schools open in this community versus sending them to the next town over? What's going to happen at this town if our school needs to consolidate? And that was an issue that I was writing about for, I think, for years in the legislature. And I just heard the same people making the same arguments and having the same fears and anxieties kind of over and over. And it was one of those policy issues where it's highly emotional. And it felt like I was just kind of writing the same story over and over. And so using the solutions journalism framework, we were asking the question, okay, so what can we learn from other places that are also going through this or have gone through this before us? And what are the paths forward? You know, what can we do if we can't change the trend? Can we adapt to it better and still create that sense of community strength or preserve that sense of community, even if something needs to change with the schools? And so I was able to go to like Missouri, North Dakota, Kansas, and talk to people in other states. And I would always have to explain this long spiel of like, you know, I'm a local news, I'm a local journalist from the Burlington, Vermont, but here's why I'm here. We're here to learn from you. And I think what really struck me about that was not only because I kind of designed the travel plans and had to figure out where I was going to go. And that was a huge challenge and kind of a, an exciting one. Um, but also just that sense of like journalism can also be really hopeful. I think I was not there to like say, oh, this is so great. We should do exactly this. But like, it could, it could be like, well, what are the ways that we could approach this? What are some of the pros and cons to how we might address this issue? And instead of just lamenting, complaining about all the problems, which is, I think as a society, what we get trapped into, but also as journalists, we write a lot of stuff that's just like, oh, this, this person died, this politician failed, you know, they're wasting your tax money. And, you know, that's all an important part of the mix. But I think people really get paralyzed when it's all just everything's awful. And I think I was really enthusiastic about a project where it could be more forward-looking. Sounds like a really fun assignment. <laughs> you've got to travel. You've been, again, a reporter and editor. April, what's one lesson you've learned during your career as a professional journalist? I mean, one thing that I've always thought, and I think this has been reinforced through being a journalist, is that everybody is interesting. <laughs> Everybody has a story to tell, and it's just a matter of being open to listening and asking the right questions. People will surprise you. And I think as a journalist, 
as journalists in general, we're at our best when we come to a source or even to a topic, not with a preconceived idea of what it's going to be, or at least try to set that aside and say, okay, I'm going to just, you know, follow this where it needs to go and ask the questions to find some type of thread that connects all these pieces, but let this person tell me what they think is important, not just what I think is important. Yeah. Listening is so important. My dad growing up would tell me you have two ears and one mouth. You should <laughs> listen twice as much as you talk. And that stuck with me. And another journalist I've spoken to, they said the same thing. You know, <laughs> listening is such an important skill. Mm. My next question, April, is what's one piece of advice you would offer to an aspiring journalist? Maybe they're the editor-in-chief of their college newspaper. Mm -hmm. They want to crack into the industry. Maybe it's an up-and-coming poet who might want to <laughs> become a journalist. What's what's one thing you would offer to them? Oh, uh, you know, one thing that I've said to interns over the years, and you know, I guess this is speaking to my past self more than anything and hoping that it resonates with interns, but I will say to you and to anyone else who <laughs> may be an aspiring journalist is that there's not just one way to be a journalist, that it's it's a, a whole community with many different variations. And I think in my mind, one of the reasons that I never thought I would ever go into journalism growing up was because I had a certain image in my mind of what a journalist was. And even when I came into the Burlington Free Press, like the people who I looked up to were like just going about the job in a very different way because of their personality. And I'd be like, oh, I got to change my personality so that I can be more like this, or I can yell at this person, yell at this government official or like, um, and that's just not who I am. So I got to just like pretend that I'm that person. And that's, that's what a journalist is. And I think what I learned over the years was that, yes, there are ways in which I can grow but I bring specific skills to the table that I need to trust that I'm going to see this story or see this process in my own way. And that that's going to be good, that there's strength in having different personalities, different interests, different backgrounds in the newsroom. We need that. We shouldn't be trying to conform to like a certain image of a journalist, a mythical image of a journalist that, you know, I don't think even really exists, but, and also in addition to personality, that there is a whole world within journalism of different ways of approaching it. You know, we need data journalists. We need people with computer science backgrounds. We need people who know math. Well, you know, journalists always joke that they don't do math and like, no, we need people who know math. Like that's part of the job. And all of those skills uh, and more also, you know, podcasting, <laughs> like we need people who can like tackle something in a bunch of different ways because a it's going to serve the 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 audience the best but also just you know as our industry adapts we need to have all those skills to lean on as as we go forward as a newsroom so awesome april thanks so much for those answers now we're going to transition into the final section rapid fire questions okay these are light it should be fun to begin and you're you're from vermont so i expect you have an answer for this one what's your favorite season in the green mountain state I love fall. I mean, I've always loved fall. I love the foliage season and I love the sense of crisp air, but I will also say I almost said winter, which has been a recent change. And this is a rapid fire question, but I will say I learned how to, I was never really a skier. I learned how to get outside and snowshoe in the winter. And that has made, there's just something really magical about being the only one on a trail in the winter where it's quiet. And I really savored that season a lot more than I used to. So I've never snowshoed before. So that's on the bucket list. <laughs> Next, April, what's your superpower? Like I was saying earlier, I mean, I feel like being a journalist is a superpower because I have permission to be nosy. I have permission to call up people at their houses, you know, not in a harassing way, 
but I, I like, it gives me that boost that I need to find information that I would never otherwise have found because I'm willing to make that extra phone call or I'm willing to chase down somebody who used to live here and now has moved three different other places and I need to find them for a story and I'm going to find them. I know how to, I know how to track them down (laughs) and I'm not afraid to do it. And so I would say that that is a superpower. (laughs) Disclaimer, I'm not a stalker, but I will track (laughs) you down if I need to. In a kind and respective way. Like I said, you know, like I, I'm not going to call you and yell at you. I'm not going to call you and threaten you. I will be ethical, but I will find you and I'll make sure that you have the opportunity to help shape the story that I need you to help me with. Well said, well said. (laughs) Next, and perhaps a lighter question. Do you have a favorite spot to relax in the Burlington area? I really love walking around Shelburne Farms. So that's, that's a top one. And, you know, and also I have a young child and so done a lot of walk. It's a good place to go with a kid with either a stroller or just a a toddler who wants to run around. And so, yeah, it's just beautiful. And I, I love how those trails are open to the public and it feels like a real gift. Great answer. I love Shelburne Farms. Finally, April, who is your favorite journalist in pop culture? There are a lot of really terrible depictions of female journalists in particular in media. And so there are a lot that I would say I do not see myself in, but one that I would say is very positive is in Spotlight, the movie, which is based on the Boston Globe investigative team. And they're looking into the the Catholic church uh, abuse scandal and cover up. And Sasha Pfeiffer, who's depicted by Rachel Adams, is just, I don't know, just really, it just really depicts her courage and also just her willingness to like slog through a lot of just really mundane, boring, discouraging parts of the job to ultimately be able to get to this like, you know, big story. So I really admire that. I haven't seen that movie. I'll have to watch it. it. Awesome. Well, April, thanks so much for taking the time to chat today. Really uh, been awesome to hear about your career in journalism and thanks for being my mentor. Oh, thanks, Liz. It's a pleasure. (laughs) This has been Behind the Byline, a podcast that shares the stories of the Burlington Free Press's journalists. I'm your host, Blaze Seifer. Thanks as always for tuning in. I'll catch you next time.